I'm going to be speaking out. But Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. The word starts, therefore. Anytime you hear, therefore, it's telling you to, to go back. You know? And if I go back a, a couple of scriptures back, it says in verse 9, Therefore God exalted him in the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. So therefore, dear friends, do as you have always obeyed. Not only in my presence, not only when I'm with you, not only when you're at church with the pastors, obey when you're not. Hmm. Not only when I run into you or see you, don't just act religious when I'm around, but much more when I'm not around. Paul is telling you. Amen? Come on, somebody, we can fake the fuck. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Bless you. I've been praying for you. And, and we could be lying out of our teeth. When we go outside, we forget who we were in church. See, when it's not Sunday, maybe we're at our house. Maybe we're with our spouse and with our kids. Maybe when you're alone out somewhere, do you obey then? Do you obey? You obey when you're with me, but now much more that I'm not around. Continue to work out your salvation. Uh-oh. Whose salvation? Yours. Not your spouse's. Not your kids. Work out your salvation. Mm, I got many times we can get well you're this and that and well you should be doing this and that the, the, the Bible says don't point at the speck in your brother's eye when you got a big old telephone pole in your own work out your own salvation he said now, this is Paul the great apostle work out work out to exercise to improve. Workout is to exercise to improve one's fitness for competition, ability, or performance. We need to work out our salvation for not competition, but for our, our ability to be a good Christian, for to, to lead, to be a good minister, a, a speaker of the word, a teacher of the word. A teacher of our kids, work out your salvation 
So we're good at that. Our performance at that. Work out your salvation. 1 Corinthians 9, 24. Paul must have liked sports. Because he's always talking about races and fights and stuff. And in this verse he says, Do you not know that in a race all runners run? But only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. In the King James Version, run as in a way to win, somebody. You know, don't don't, don't walk half-heartedly. Come on, somebody. Don't, don't, don't give me your leftovers. Give me your all. Run with your all your heart. This isn't just when we feel like it. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. There's a way. Uh-oh. The way, somebody. Run not aimlessly. You know, like a t-ball running the bases. I do not run aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. He hits his target. A boxer that hits his target. A runner that runs the way as in a way to win. He says, no, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the fight. You run as, a, as in a way to win. You fight with all you got. Get your target. When you've been working out your salvation, when the devil comes and you you strike him back, it's done. You know? It's done. You know, you know he's behind me, Satan, and he's gone, man. Because you got your mind set, man. You know, there comes a, a time in our walk that, that we're, if you're working out your salvation, you know, you get hit like that by a temptation or something, you look, get out of here, man. A strategy I used when I was dealing with sin, you know, a diversion, man. You know, you need to divert your 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 thinking, you know, because the mind is the battlefield. I want a beer. I want to be a hound dog. I mean, divert your thoughts. The Bible says, think about everything pure and lovely. You know, I think about. My little girl. You know what I mean? Pure, lovely. I, I think it's the Philippians. It's all these, you know, adjectives of, of what to look at, you know. What's what's true, what's right, what you know what I mean? And when you think about those things, the other thoughts fade away. Fade away. You know, diversion, man. Diversion is something you need to learn in this walk. You know, change your thinking. You're stinking thinking, right? The mind is about to. Uh, Hebrews verse, no, no, chapter 12, I mean, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Throw off the weight, you know that that's that's working out. When we can throw off the bad thoughts, I'll say the hurt feelings, 
us tend to hold on to the hurt feelings and therefore drag us down. The devil will use that. The devil will use that. Ah, she's hurt. I'll just keep sticking it in her. And and then and, and it paralyzes you. Men, women, abandonment issues. Keep throwing that that out at us, and man, you know, we start getting self-conscious. And he knows where to stick us and paralyze us and keep us bound right there. And Jesus wants us free. He wants us free from from the bondages of fall one. Throw out everything that hinders us. You know, don't don't dwell on on you're in trouble uh back in when I was a, a Bible study leader because I because there was a lady in the group and I said you know what uh the Bible says remember Lot's wife you know don't look back you know that's what that's what killed her is it, her looking back at the past and bones turning to salt that's what killed her was looking at back I said Drop it, you know, forget about it, get over it. I said, and she went and told my pastor, Brother Ruben said, Get over it. I said, Everybody else got it. This is saying, Throw off everything that hinders it. If that, if a, if a bad thought or a past hurt is hindering us, wouldn't it be much better to just let it go? I, let it go and, and, and let's and let, and the next verse in, in twelve two says let fixing our eyes on Jesus. You know? Fixing our eyes on Jesus, not on the past. Fixing your eyes on Jesus and we'll run the race much better, somebody. First Timothy four. Chapter four verse seven. Paul's telling Timothy his disciples. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things. Hold, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Godless myths and old wives' tales, you know, superstitions, superstitions, you know, swimming after eating, come on, somebody, walking under a ladder, peeing on a jellyfish theme. I got stung, come and pee on it. My gosh, come on, man. Come on, somebody. Superstition, that's superstition. Train yourself to be godly, to have a bent towards God, to have a bent towards God. You know, a conviction, a conviction knowing I'm I'm doing this and oh, something sort of not right comes into play or into sight or something and we turn, you know, because I'm a Christian. I can't be all like that. You know what I mean? When we're, when we're with our worldly friends, you know, a bent toward God, a desire to do His will, to have a fear of displeasing Him, to train to be godly. Timothy put it good. Train yourself to be godly. 
Work out your salvation, somebody. To work out your salvation is to have God in your heartbeat, nudging you to do that which will please Him. Reading His Word, praying to Him, telling others about Him, praising Him, lifting His name up, thanking Him, singing to Him, somebody. That's working out your salvation. To have God beating with your heart and sing with your heart. Like I say, the, the Bible says, uh, acknowledge me in all your ways and I'll make a path straight. To acknowledge him with all your ways is when you're at work and he crosses your mind and you're like, man, and keep your mind on that. Build your mind on that while you're at work, man. And, and, it'll, and peace will come into your heart and you'll be at work like, you'll be skipping along, dancing along, man. You're like, man, what's up with, what's up with Ruben, man? He's all jamming. He's jamming today. I mean, God will fill you up with joy, church. If you keep drawing on him, you gotta gotta get that. You know, when when he crosses your mind, stay on him. He's crossing your mind for a reason, somebody. Think about me. Praise my name right now. Amen? Work out your salvation with, with what? Fear and trembling. Oh, oh, Pastor. What do you mean? Fear and trembling. A trust, a love, and obedience toward Him. I think that's some of our problem here in church. What are you saying, Pastor? Let's go to James 2, verse 19. What are you getting at, Pastor? Let me read to you. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that, but they shudder. Oh, what am I saying? I'm saying some of you can say you believe in God, but yeah, there's no fear of God in you. And so you don't obey, so you don't uh, commit yourself, so you don't walk in his ways, so you don't work out your salvation with fear and trembling because there's no fear. There's no reverence for God. Ooh, man. A conviction, again. A conviction is when there's a fear, there's a conviction in your heart. When there's when there's fear, God will convict your heart. He'll nudge you big time. Big, James 2.19. They tremble. The demons tremble. Do you tremble? See, some people will come Sunday after Sunday and leave and not apply what's taught or care to learn more about God and His ways, and so they will continue to go around and around just like the children of Israel. You know? Here's the promised land. All you need to do is come and follow the Lord's life. You know? And, and they... God, but I'm hungry. You know, and so well, here, here's here's some here's some matter from heaven, you know. Something nobody's ever ate before. Uh, you know, that's good for a few days, you know. God, this bread is getting sickening to me, you know. I wish we had some sweet you know, in Egypt we're eating fish and and fish and meat and lamb and you know, cow and all this stuff and fruits and vegetables. You were a slave, Toto. You were a slave, man. You know, come on, somebody. You know, 
So <laughs> we uh, what was I going with that? Uh, we have to uh, um, have a fear. What 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 are they getting at? Children of Israel, there you go. Thank you, Sister Maria. The children of Israel, they didn't want to obey, and so they kept murmuring and complaining, and it made them go around for 40 years. A two and a half week hike. 40 years. Huh? My God. You know? All they had to do was follow the Lord and 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 obey. What he said to do, don't make any other idols and stuff. And, you know, oh, here's a big mountain. Moses goes on up, you know, goes up to talk to God. And came down and they're dancing around this golden calf, you know. And he's like, what, what is this you're doing? What? And they're, they're partying around a golden calf. That was their new God. They wanted a God that they could see. And they built a golden calf, you know. Don't tell Lord. You know? They uh there has to be a fear the Bible oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um let's go to Proverbs one seven. Somebody say, bring it back. <laughs> Maria, you should have said it. Got lost in my story. Storyteller, man. Pastor, storyteller. <laughs> what? Proverbs 1 7. This is elementary, my dear Watson. Say amen. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Mm. The beginning of knowledge is the fear of the Lord. If the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, why are some of you still struggling? Because there's no fear. Don't, there's not a fear of displeasing him. Not a fear like, oh my gosh, God's so scary. No. A fear of the Lord is a fear of not making, not, not, not pleasing, you know, a respect, a reverence for Him. You know, um, you know I, I want to be pleasing to God. I want to do His will. I want to I be effective. You know, I want to be an effective Christian. I, I, I want. I want him to to be proud of me. You know what I mean? When there's no fear, you don't care what he thinks of you. <laughs> He's just some man up in the cloud. You know, the fear of the Lord is beginning to knowledge. How do you make so much wise decisions, Sister Maria? Why? Because she feared God and she dove in and, and what God you did in her life, she's using for knowledge now, and, and she blesses you with it. Amen? 
when you there's a fear of the Lord, you begin to grow up and you make wiser decisions. Period. And we still stayed as as children of Israel. You know, we're not getting no smarter. We're still making stupid mistakes, stupid decisions, in and out of jail. Just the list can go on and on and on. As as we come to church, I've always said it, you know, we grow up. We learn how to grow up. If the teaching is right, you learn to be a man, what a man is. You learn what a woman should be, you know, the role of a woman, or the, or the mother is, and you grow up, man. You go, whoo, put your your big girls, your big big boy britches on, chonies, what you want to say? Come on, somebody, you know, you, you know, you're not thinking no more childishly. I mean, what you, when I was a child, I thought like a child, I I reasoned, I understood like a child, but when I became a man. I put those childish things away. Woo, man, that's strong. Give God some praise. That's good. God is good. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Fools don't know God. They're wise to do evil. They hustle, they manipulate, they control. But to do good for God, they don't know how to. What? Humble yourself. Do, do what? Humble yourself, do everything that I I don't want to do, and then God's going to be pleased with me. The Bible says that they're ignorant to the ways of God. Who who used to be ignorant to the gospel? Didn't know about it, didn't understand it, and didn't want to. Ignorant, ding, 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 dunce cap. When it was our time to come, when he called us, and we came to church, and we started hearing the word of God, and our hearts were right and ready. So some years to, for Him to to needle us and, and mold us, and you know, and soften. There you go, soften our hearts. Then it's ready to hear God's word and, and take it in, and, and and like the Bible said, and we tasted it, and it's good. Our, our hearts got to get ready and right. Working out our salvation takes discipline. It takes discipline. Let's go to Hebrews 12, 7 now. Yeah, pastor, lots of scripture. Oh, yeah. You're in church. Okay. Verse 7. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of Spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Discipline. Working out your salvation takes discipline. 
daily. A daily discipline. When you ha- when you take hardships as discipline, you learn from them. Hello? You shouldn't learn from them. Or else you're the Bible says you're a fool. Because a fool will return to its folly. A dog back to its vomit. Woo, man. A pig back to the pit, to the mud. After it's been cleaned. Man, that's harsh, Pastor. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it. You learn from your, your hardship. When you're disciplined as a child, you stop doing it. Right? Hello? Ow. Ouch. Ow, don't stop it. Huh? No, my God. Nobody keep grabbing for it. I'm telling you, no. Don't get it. We learn from it. We learn from it when we're disciplined, man. Come on, somebody. Our parents disciplined us as they saw fit so we would be better kids, which is good. But God disciplines us in order that we get more godly. He disciplines us so we become godly kids, the kind that he wants. Ephesians 4. Oh, I got it. Like four or five more scriptures, so hold on. You're not done yet. Ephesians 4.22. You're getting your Bible reading done today. Here we go. 4 verse 22. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your mind. And to put on the new self, created to be like God, in true righteousness and holiness. That's good. That's what you're being taught. That's what you're being taught when you work out your salvation with 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 uh, fear and trembling. You're being taught re- with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. It's no good. Your old self. You know, I, I, I'm not going to stand up here and, and, and lie and say, you know, some of it wasn't fun, but I sure wasn't going to heaven for it, you know? I mean, there, there's a fear now of being judged, man, you know? I, I, and that, you know what, church, that takes real faith. It takes real faith to... To believe there's a heaven and hell. You know? And our old way of life, we're heading for hell. Because we were not pleasing the Lord. We we're pleasing ourselves. And the Bible says there's no room for that. Amen? To be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be made to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. It takes discipline to put on the new self. Discipline is something you do daily in this walk. Prayer, worship, study, gratitude, and self-examination should happen daily, church. Let me repeat that. Prayer, worship, study, Gratitude and self-examination should happen daily. I should pray daily. 
I should listen to some worship. I should worship God. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, that's gratitude. Our, our Bible's reading, study. And I should look at myself. I should, I should examine myself going into work. Examine myself. You know, get, I should be uh, ready for the day in my godliness to, to head into work and start my day. That's a discipline, somebody. And how is that supposed to happen? Well, if we go back to our scripture, Philippians 2, verse 12, well, in this case, verse 13 says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill His good purpose. 1 John 4, 4 says, Greater is He that's in you than he that is in the world. You know, how, how do we work our salvation? Because he's in us. He's in us to make us will his purpose. You know, uh, let's go to closing. I'm going to go to First Peter. First Peter 1, verse 1 and 2. He says, To God's elect, Exiles scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, Pyru, Fillmore, Santa Paula, Santa Cruz, Ventura, somebody? Oxnar, uh, Oxnar, yes. Alright. Who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with His blood. How how are we supposed to work out our salvation and disciplines daily? Because the Spirit, God is in us to will us to do His good purpose. Through the same fine work of the Spirit to be obedient. Somebody, amen? Amen, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 